0: Thursday, March 24th, and you are listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're continuing our look at first-year head coaches as recruiters as we head into the spring evaluation period. Moving on to Texas Tech, we've got inside the Red Raiders publisher, Jarrett Johnson, on the line to join us to break down the success of the Red Raiders heading into the spring evaluation period. Jarrett, how are we doing? Hey,
1: first off, Blair, thanks for having me on and I'm doing great, man.
0: It's awesome, man! It's it's a great time of year. Obviously, as as we shift towards a new period in recruiting, obviously the last couple of years have been a little weird, a little a little funky in terms of how the calendar usually shakes out. Uh, but now we're going out to showcases and camps, and and recruits are going out to campus and visits and and all that. And that's really, I think, elevated the state of recruiting. And for Texas Tech specifically, I don't think this could have come at a better time with a new head coach and Joey McGuire, and, and just the ability for him to build momentum within the state's borders. And you look at what they've done in this class. I mean, this is a a phenomenal start. I don't know if you could have asked for a better start. Number two nationally, Jared, did you ever envision that you would be hearing those words, that Texas Tech would be ranking number two nationally a few months into a calendar year?
1: No. (laughs) In a word, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. I think it's a little overplayed in terms of Oh, it's hard to recruit to Texas tech in terms of like official visits, because there is an airport really close and it flies, I mean, it flies directly to Hawaii now. So it's not like that's a big deal, but logistically getting kids from Dallas and Houston uh, in the Austin area for like a day visit for unofficials is more difficult than Texas, Baylor, TCU, even, you know, obviously Houston, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's legit there, but you know, Joey McGuire just sees problems and he overcomes them. His Relationships throughout the state that he built up. They're reaping the rewards of that right now. Uh, Head coaches all across the state are reaching out to him and telling him about guys that are coming up. You know, first, him and his staff, they want him to do well. They want to see Joey McGuire, who was, he is a Hall of Fame uh, head coach from the high school ranks. Um, He was a legend. I was actually in the area in like in the coverage area when he was at Cedar Hill. I had interactions with him and several guys on his staff. And uh, I'm not surprised. I actually said three years ago, you know, when he was just starting out at Baylor, really, that they should give a look uh, to Joey McGuire when they hired Matt Wells just because of these relationships. And I knew what kind of. A magnetic personality he had he's known as a dude he's known as a guy who gives up his time all of his players and his players like little brothers and now his players kids who played for him back in the day they refer to him as you know uncle Joey so i'm not surprised that they've had success my surprise that at any point of a recruiting cycle that tech is number 2 in the country absolutely
0: yeah, I think that's what people are maybe caught off guard by right now. If they look at the national recruiting rankings over at 24-7 Sports, Texas Tech already with 13 commitments and we're not even through the month of March. So obviously they've been able to capitalize on those relationships that you mentioned, Jared. I remember a few years ago, uh, I was out at an Under Armour camp uh, at Cedar Hill High School. And typically the head coach is in charge of unlocking the gates right, or, or turning on the lights or, or making sure that the facility is, is running appropriately that they've got golf carts available for the trainers and things like that, right? Like that they unlock the doors to go fill yeah, up the jugs right. with water. But he was a, a lot more involved than I remember. And I had a, a brief interaction with him. And I just remember how um, how I think understandable he was of the process. I, I think a lot of coaches maybe. Look the other way at camps and showcases and combines and, and those high school events that are really efficient and really important for recruits. You know, I, I think some head coaches have an ego and they don't want their players to go out and maybe get the attention away from their own high school program. But he fully embraces embraced it uh, at Cedar Hill and, and it obviously made him a huge success and it's parlayed that into you know now him being a really I think popular figure not only in the state of Texas but I think regionally and I. Think Think we're seeing what Joey McGuire is going to be able to accomplish there. There's been a lot of different personalities there. You know, you think back to you know Cliff Kingsbury or or even you know a Mike Leach uh, leading the charge there. It seems like he's got a, a different style to him, a little bit more relatable, uh, kind of a guy's guy, like you mentioned. And, and you know, in a sense, when he's been able to build his recruiting staff, what what have you noticed about just that dynamic and how they're going to be able to continue? To stack recruit after recruit.
1: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there in terms of like that stood out to you the amount of attention, the amount of detail that it matters to him and that he was looking to help other people. Everyone has a story that you talk to, you come across in recruiting or high school football, you know, in college football in the region has a story about Joey McGuire, like what you just said. Mine was, like I said, when I covered high school football in the DFW area playoff scenarios is one of the things you least look forward to because it's crazy, right? Towards the end of the, the regular season. And I was talking to actually somebody on his staff, his assistant head coach, Kenny Perry, he coaches running backs and he's head of the special teams. And he said, you need to call Joey McGuire. You call Joey McGuire, he'll help you out. So I did. And now you never know. Sometimes these coaches are like, you know, I don't have time for you. Playoffs are coming up. No, no. He had a whole, it's almost like, you know, the conspiracy board, He had the playoff scenarios for like the state, not just the region, all set up, and he loved talking about. Like we talk about March Madness brackets or whatever, he had it all broken down. I was like, man, you're doing my job better than me, and he was more than willing to, you know, to help me, talk me through it, all that stuff. And he does he does that with everybody, whether it be family or journalists. Or whatever, yeah, other coaches. He told me I asked him about that kind of mentality. And he told me that that, you know, some of the coaches that taught him, his dad was a coach. Some of the coaches that taught him, that was their philosophy, is like it's all about the love of the sport. And you know, if I know something that I could help, you know, somebody younger, uh, help them out in their career, I'm gonna open my doors, I'm gonna chalk talk with them. I'm not gonna try and keep it a secret. We're gonna do what we're gonna do anyways. And you know, half the guys on his staff, he was a mentor to when they were young coaches. Or uh, as I mentioned with Kenny Perry, uh, he was a big-time coach in the in the DFW area too. That helped TCU. He funneled a lot of talent to TCU back in the day. He tried, you know, he helped Kansas do you know, a little bit better. Um, he was known as a good recruiter for Kansas uh, standards. And then now he's doing that at Texas Tech. Emmett Jones, same kind of thing. He was a mentor. Uh, or Joey McGuire was a mentor of his uh, Zarnell Fitch. Who's a very good recruiter. They're recruiting defense alignment that they just don't normally get a, you know, a whiff of because of him in, in, in large part. But same thing, when he was a young high school coach in the Metroplex, Joey McGuire was a mentor, opened his doors, opened his arms, said, how can I help you? So that kind of mentality is what I'm talking about when these coaches across the state, they want him to have success. They feel like he's one of them. And he does that with everyone. And in terms of comparable personalities, I'd have to say Spike Dykes. Because Spike Dykes, you know, of course, in the 90s in the 80s and 90s, everything, a uh, legendary coach out here, he was known for no matter how busy he was, no matter what he had going on, He would take time to talk with fans or family or whoever. And he always made everyone he talked to feel like they were the most important person in the world. And Joey Maguire is exactly the same way. He makes people feel like, you know, they are the, the most important people to him, even if it's a stranger. And he does that with everyone. I could tell you a former letterman that they thought, you know, would he even talk to me? Uh, and they have a man and they meet the whole coaching staff and invite him to you know, spring ball and give him tickets and invite their family out. And he does that with everyone. And so it's no surprise that people bend over backwards to try and help him out. And of course, that translates to recruiting as well, because I know it's a cliche, but it's true. It's all about relationships and recruiting. And he has as good of relationships across the state as there is out there right now.
0: Yeah, Texas Tech right now capitalizing on those relationships. We're going to continue our conversation on the Red Raiders recruiting. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by Jarrett Johnson. He is the publisher of Inside the Red Raiders, our Texas Tech site over on the 24-7 Sports Network. You, you mentioned something really funny there, Jarrett, earlier. Direct flights to Hawaii. Uh, but you look at <laughs> you, you you look at the the commit list right now, 13 commits for Texas Tech, and we mentioned number two nationally, but all of them within the state's borders. Now, there's yeah. philosophies that obviously maybe allow you to really hone in on on your state or on your area and clearly coach mcguire has been able to hone in on on the prospects he knows the coaches he knows but do you envision them trying to outreach at certain points or going out of region or going out to the west coast going out to hawaii or going you know some other parts of the country or do you think that just comes with time once they are able to show a little bit more on the field
1: Well, those relationships are in Texas. They do have some good relationships in Oklahoma as well. They're not shy. Joe McGuire would go get talent wherever he can get it. Great example of that is a guy named Tavares Elson, a linebacker out of Gulf Shores, Alabama. He was a late – he got – Joe McGuire was hired in November – Tavares Ellison was, you know, he's a three star guy, but he wasn't heavily recruited in terms of a lot of offers. Watch his film, and he's violent. He's fast. He's violent. He's only six foot, 210. So he might end up being like a strong safety or a hybrid type. But he's the kind of guy like tech needs a whole lot more of those kind of guys on defense. And basically, James Blanchard, who does a great job as their director of player personnel, he heads up a lot of the recruiting. He saw his film and basically just reached out to their coach. And then that's how it started. You know, they got him on campus, and, you know, he ended up signing with Texas Tech in the 2000. 2022 class and he's one of my guys like this guy could play soon at texas tech if you watch his film and then talk to him his, his personality and everything so they're willing to go outside the state and find talent wherever it is but obviously if you're in texas if you have those relationships and you can get i mean they have three guys in the top two four seven right now which like there was three guys that signed with tech in the last seven classes to give you an example of how different it four composite four stars right now, you know, from the state of Texas, if you're able to stay in the state, get that kind of talent, then I, I think you're going to do that. But no, I, it's not where they just, they're unwilling to go. It's just, they want to log down. Like, it's weird right now. The talent in West Texas—it will never—it's not even approaching Dallas or Houston. I'm not saying that, but it's way up than compared to eight, nine years ago when I got here out to West Texas from DFW. It just is. I don't know why. It's probably a number of factors. So they're trying to lock down West Texas first, and then they want to lock down Texas. But. To speak to what you're saying, they they are willing to go outside of Texas and get talent if
0: need be. I'm I'm angling for you, Jared. I, I need you to get on a <laughs> flight to the 808 and go recruit the the islands or go check out some of the recruits and and, and cover you know some some offers that are out there for the Red Raiders uh, in the Alamo oh, State.
1: That- that's a tough job, but you know, if y'all asked me to do it, I guess I'd have to do
0: it. <laughs> well, every year, Polynesian bowl, uh, or in, yeah, in mid January, awesome uh, speaking of which I'm going to be at the Polynesian bowl combine and showcase in Las Vegas this weekend. So that'll be a lot of fun. Nice. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll get you out there at some point. Dude. Jared, la- lastly, before we go, I, I did want to ask you spring practice just kicked off, uh, for Texas tech as it has been for a lot of programs across the country. And this will be the opportunity for a lot of recruits to finally see with their own eyes, a lot of those recruiting pitches and a, a lot of the messages that they've been getting from, from these assistant coaches and from Coach McGuire about what they want to build there, what they're doing, their positions, all that all, all that sort of stuff. Do you envision uh, Texas Tech having success on the field early on in, in terms of you know, uh, wins and, and losses or, or really showing a kind of a productivity of, of the trajectory of this program that will further elevate recruiting? Because right now you, you kind of cap it at a certain type of recruit that they can attain, right? There's, you know, the 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 battles that they're winning uh, are battles that they should be winning, especially with those relationships. But, you know, once you start battling the the likes of Georgia and Bama and Ohio State <laughs> yeah. and, and all those schools, it's it becomes a little different. I think you have to win some games. Do you see that happening early on for, for McGuire?
1: Well, they like their quarterback position and that's that's a big part of the battle. They're going to have a good quarterback. They're going to have good skill position players because it's Texas Tech. They have some veterans coming back on defense, but Joey McGuire, every time I talk to him or communicate with him, he mentions they got to get better on the offensive line. That doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't. Now, they added eight guys, I think four high school signees, uh, four transfers, and there's some good players there that are going to help. But I think that takes a couple years. I, the first year, the goal need, and they wouldn't admit this, but in my mind, needs to be get back to a bowl game. They they won seven games last year. They got to a bowl, which they hadn't been doing. You know, I, they won their first bowl game since 2013. They exercised some demons by not just beating but whipping uh, Mike Leach, at Mississippi State. That helped for just the whole atmosphere in the field of Texas Tech. But in terms of beating Bama and Georgia for recruits, I mean, especially. Now, tech can do some things with NIL, but I don't know if they're on that level yet. So I think they got to keep building. I've learned not to cap anything with Joey McGuire already. I've learned that. Uh, this guy uh, definitely over-accomplishes uh, any kind of goal or cap you set for him. But in terms of recruiting on that level, like they're number two right now in the country. We know that a top 20 finish would be amazing still. You know, right now they have the most commits, I believe, or at least they did a week or so ago, in the country, and that's helping. They, they do have some highly rated guys, but it's going to be mostly, you know, mid to high three stars with some four stars in there. So in terms of getting to that next level, yeah, they're going to have to have that type of season when they're in the Big 12 championship, kind of like we've seen with Baylor, you know, where they've been to a couple of Big 12 championships, they, you know, they won one. That's when you start. You start getting those banners. You start winning those championships. That's when you start hitting another level. And Tech is, in a way, a sleeping giant because they're starting to invest a lot of money. I mean, they received publicly over fifty million dollars to improve facilities. So they're they're down. They're down for the investment. But to get to that high level, I mean, yeah, they're gonna. It's gonna be at least a couple years out, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. The coaching carousel was spinning out of control this last year. We've talked <laughs> oh. so much about Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly and Marcus Freeman, uh, Mario Cristobal, and, and every other coach. Uh, and obviously, I think for sure, you, you look at Joey McGuire and what he's been able to accomplish in a short time in Lubbock, uh, you have to kind of like what Texas Tech is doing and the trajectory of that program. And you can cover it all, or you could follow all the coverage over at InsideTheRaiders.com with Jared Johnson. Johnson, He is the publisher of the twenty. 24 seven sports, Texas tech site. Jarrett, thank you so much for joining us and, and enjoy your weekend. Hey, anytime. Thanks for having me. All right. that is Jared Johnson. You can follow him on Twitter at Johnson, Jarrett. for Jarrett Johnson and, and, our producer, Lance Clay and I am blaring glow. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24 seven sports football recruiting podcast.